Welcome to Help Me Podcast, a show designed to help you launch and grow your podcast. I am your host, Gino, and twice a week, I will release a new episode with different tips and tricks for launching and growing your podcast. From audio engineering to planning intentionally to growth tactics, each episode will be a bite-sized tip to help you podcast. Hey, good morning, and welcome back to Help Me Podcast. Thank you for being here. Today, we're going to talk about noise removal and how noise removal can help your podcast audio sound better. So first off, what is noise removal? Well, noise removal is, you know, just like it sounds, it removes noise from your audio recordings. And the way in which you use it mostly is it's a software download that you can either use inside of your digital audio workstation, the program that you're using to record and edit audio, or some of them you can actually use as a standalone application on your computer. And we'll go into a couple of the different ones that I use and talk more specifically about how I use them. But I think it's important to first note that noise removal is not really like a magic button or like a fix all sort of thing. Like I think having some intention in how you're using noise removal can help you get more out of it and can also help you record a little bit better as well. Because at the end of the day, with all these noise removal plugins, most of it is really just kind of masking some noise or lessening the effect of some noise. It's really hard to completely remove everything. And I think you know, I always say it's always best to record the best that you can and to have a really good recording because if you have a really good recording, then it makes everything else easier. You'll have to spend less time editing, less time using noise removal, and it's just easier overall for you. But when you do run into a jam and you do have a recording that you, you know, it's really important or there was maybe a big guest that you interviewed and you really want to save it and try to make it sound as good as possible, this is where you can then use noise removal plugins and help that recording the best you can. There's different types of noise removal plugins out there and there's different third parties that make these plugins. I use Reaper for my digital audio workstation, my DAW, and you may use a, a different one out there, but most of them accept third party plugins and Reaper even comes with a few noise removal plugins that come with the program itself. One of them is called R-E-A-F-I-R, and you can use that to remove some noise. Um, it's a little cumbersome and it's not always great. So I mostly use a lot of third-party plugins, and these are ones made by Waves and by Isotope. Isotope makes a pretty industry standard noise removal software package that comes with multiple different types of software tools. It's called the RX package, and I believe they're up to 10 now. I use RX7, which is a package full of these noise removal plugins. So we have D-Click, D-Clip, D-Crackle, D-S, D-Hum, D-Plosive, D-Reverb, and there's some other ones in there like Voice D-Noise and Spectral D-Noise, Mouth D-Click. But basically, these are specific tools to target a specific type of noise. You know, a lot of times you'll have like a clicking sound in your recording and the D-click will help you with that. D-plosive is uh, for when you're trying to remove plosives. If somebody's not using a pop filter, that could be helpful. Um, and then the one that I use the most is D-reverb, which um, really is removing echo. Uh, the name's a little 
little misleading, but really what you're removing is echo in a recording. So sometimes if I'm working on a client's recording and they're in a big room with a lot of reflections and there's a lot of echo that's present in the recording, I will throw that D reverb on to try to minimize some of that echo and reverberation sound from the recording. And it can be very helpful. Waves also make some plugins. Um, Z noise, X noise, X crackle is one that I use a lot. And and the simplest one of all time that I've seen anywhere is the NS1 noise suppressor. And it's literally one slider that you can slide from zero to all the way up. And it's basically just you know, using the amount of noise removal. And I found that it actually works pretty good. There's obviously some limitations to it, but as an easy to use noise removal plugin, that's definitely the go-to and and the first one to use. Some of the ones from Isotope um, can be a little bit harder to use and take a little bit more time to be able to dial them in. Um, But this Waves one is just super simple. So if if you're new to noise removal, and you've never really used any plugins before, I would definitely start with the NS1 because, I mean, you can get that thing on sale for like 30 or 40 bucks, and I pretty much use it on most of my recordings. So um, that that's a really good one to use. So we talked about what these plugins and software can do, but now I want to talk about the limitations of these. So a lot of times if you're using too much noise removal software, it'll actually start to degrade the signal that you want to keep. It'll degrade like the voice in your podcast recording. So if you're trying to use too much noise removal, it'll actually take out parts of the voice that you're trying to hear. And that's the danger with using some of these noise removal plugins is that you have to be able to use enough of it to remove some of the noise, but not too much of it to where it starts removing some of the voice that you're trying to keep and you and you want to hear. Because a lot of times, like, especially you know, the voice is very dynamic and sometimes people are talking really loud and pronunciating a lot. And then sometimes people kind of get really quiet and then they, you know, they kind of like whisper something or they trail off at the end of whatever they're saying. And that's the, that's the part where you want to look to see if your noise removal plugin is taking away something that you don't want to be taking away really. Because when the voice does get quieter like that, the noise removal could be removing the voice that you want to keep. And again, I think it's really important to be understanding the role of noise removal. And it's like that common phrase you you might hear in like, if you're ever in the film industry or the music industry, it's like, oh, we'll fix it in post, right? We'll fix it later. We'll, We'll record it now. And if it doesn't sound that great, it's fine. We'll just fix it later. And I think that if you're thinking about it in that way, because you're like, oh, I have noise removal later, whatever, I'll just fix it later. That's, you know, not the way to be thinking about recording. I think you always want to try to capture and record the best sound that you can. And then these noise removal tools and other tools that you use to manipulate audio can be used to enhance what you already have. But at the end of the day, you know, you can't polish a turret, as they say. And if your recording is really, really terrible and you try to just put a bunch of noise removal on it, it's probably not going to sound good anyways. Um, So really, you're just using it as like an enhancement tool or if there's a mistake or something, you know, you can try to get rid of that. For example, one time I had a client who literally left the metronome on as they were recording. So throughout the entire recording, there was just this like click, 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 click click and it was obviously super distracting and annoying but it was a recording that they wanted to keep so I ended up using the de-click software and it removed I was actually kind of surprised it removed probably like 
85% of the noise. And you can only hear the click every once in a while if she was speaking in a way that like didn't allow the software to recognize the click. So that actually worked really well. But at the end of the day, you know, you could still hear a little bit of clicking in the background. And although it wasn't like you couldn't tell it was a metronome if you didn't know that's what it was, but you definitely heard something. And, you know, I'm sure the listeners were probably like, hmm, I wonder what that is. But it wasn't as distracting as it was originally. So, you know, that story is a perfect example of why you would want to use noise removal and why it's important to have it on hand. But you don't want to be recording every single interview like that, right? You don't want to think like, oh, I'll just leave the metronome on because I'll just fix it later. Like, no, obviously it's easier to shut that off, make sure there's no noise present when you're recording, and then record and try to record the cleanest sound that you can. Because the better your original recordings are, the better your podcast is going to sound, no matter how much you try to add noise removal or other sorts of EQ or compression to fix your already recorded audio. Not to mention that, you know, if you have to do a lot of stuff in post-production when you're editing, you know, it's it's a huge time suck. So, you know, not only the fact that you want to try to get it right at the recording for the best overall sound in the end, but also just time-wise and efficiency. Like, it takes a lot more time to go and fix something that's, you know, there's an issue with your audio instead of setting things up and making sure that you're recording properly. It's just, it saves you way more time on the on the back end of things. And you don't want to have to be using noise removal plugins every single time you're recording your podcast. So, it's, it's more of an emergency situation or maybe something happened and, you know, it was an accident or something like that. But the less you can use the noise removal, the better. But, you know, the reason of this episode is to explain to you how to use noise removal and that the option does exist in case you ever need it. So I hope this was helpful in describing and explaining what noise removal is. And hopefully you can use it when you need it and not have to use it on every single podcast recording. So thank you for listening. As always, I appreciate it. And I will see you on the next episode. We've reached the end of the episode. And if you enjoyed this podcast or you got something from it, you might be interested in my weekly newsletter that I send out every Monday morning full of podcasting tips, tricks, and news. So if you like this show, you might like this newsletter. To sign up, just go to the show notes and click the link. Thanks for listening and happy podcasting.